Life can be an extraordinary adventure. More than ordinary. In the gym. At home. At work. More than ordinary. Advice. Without the new agey bullshit. Welcome to More Than Ordinary. Brought to you by Seven Generation Games. I'm your host, Anne Maria DeMars, and today I have not only a brilliant and amazing guest, but one of my oldest and dearest friends, and married to another one of my oldest and dearest friends, Steve Scott. So, Steve is an eighth grade black belt. He has written numerous books. He is the founder of Welcome at Judo in Kansas City, Missouri, married to one of my nearest and dearest friends. And today we're going to talk about three things. One is what possessed Steve to found Freestyle Judo and copyright that, which I thought was brilliant. We'll yes. talk a little... Thank you. You're welcome. I, I mean it. We'll talk a little bit about marriage because Steve's been married 44 years in a day when half the marriages ended in divorce. My first marriage was one of mm-hmm. those. And not only that, but you are married to an exceptional woman, not just in my view, but in the view of the world. She was in... Uh, a top judo player. She was the world Sambo champion. And you were married at a time when strong women weren't necessarily the thing every man was going for. So let's yeah, talk a little about right. that. And then that's right. True. Also, yeah, you're, how many books have you written? Well, I've had 19 published books, actually 19. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands apparently, but yeah, 19 <laughs> have been published and, uh, uh, a few of them have actually sold some copies, so I'm, par- I'm proud of that too. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let, let's yeah. let's do those in order. So let's start with the freestyle judo. You were a judo coach of many people, including Becky, who were elite level judo players. You were the head of junior development for USA Judo, and then you left all of that and started. Freestyle Judo that now has its own national championships, co-sponsors uh, a, a judo con. Whatever made you decide to strike out and say, you know, this is not working for me. We need to do something different. I, I just wanted to go a different direction because I really believed that we were leaving our roots in judo uh, from a developmental standpoint. I think that, uh, uh, like, like Tip O'Neill once said, all politics is local. Well, I think that's true with, with coaching and certainly with judo. Uh, all judo is local. I think um, you, you have to have solid programs at the, at the club level. And, and we were getting away from that in U.S. judo, unfortunately. And I saw that more and more. And, and it's, I think it's even more prevalent now. And, and so a number of years ago, um, my good friend John Saylor and I, he, you know, he started his own jiu-jitsu organization back in the 80s, which I joined. And I'm still a member of the Shingitai Jiu-Jitsu uh, Association. And, and we, we wanted to have like a, an adjunct, and a separate thing for the judo guys as well as the jiu-jitsu guys because we had some really talented people. But a lot of these guys didn't want to be involved in the mainstream of judo and USA Judo or uh, any of the, the, the federations or associations. And so we, we, we started off on our own um, judo organization as, as a, you know ancillary thing to the jiu-jitsu. And, and then, as, but, but John and I both are old judo jocks. We, we love it. We're old judo coaches. John, of course, was the Olympic Training Center coach. And so, um, you know, as time went on, we wanted to, uh, you know, we, we put on some jiu-jitsu tournaments, and we were using some really good rules. Uh, you know, we had uh, the rules that eventually became the freestyle judo rules, and they were very successful for our jiu-jitsu guys. So I said, well, let's, 
let's take this to judo because what's happening you know the, the rules have changed in the ijf and i understand why the ijf's doing it they want to popularize judo make more people watch it on tv and make it a more exciting olympic type sport and they're they're, they're going that direction to do that but but really, getting back to the grassroots element that I certainly believe in is that, uh, that we, we were missing that out. There were a lot of people that weren't able to do that. They, you know, they, they were cutting out a lot of good skills in judo. A lot of the techniques weren't being allowed anymore. They weren't allowing any more ground time, where they were, you know, minimal time in Nawaza ground fighting. In 2008, um, I uh, sat down, uh, and uh, of course Becky helped me quite a bit. I got some input from Norm Miller in Milwaukee. John Saylor helped quite a bit. Uh, Ken Brink, uh, one of my good black belts who you know, runs the club now, um, he, he had some good input. But, you know, I put down the rules of judo the way I would like to see judo done. And uh, you know, so, so we, we kept a lot of the old things of judo, a good hardy pawn. We, but one thing I did was uh, add uh, points for ground fighting as well. So if, like, uh, you know, you get, you get uh, numerical scores. For, for both ground fighting and, and throws. We still retain the Epon, but, but we have, like, instead of Wazari, it's a four-pointer. Instead of a Yuko, it's a two-pointer. Instead of the old days, the old-timers will remember the Kokas. It's now a one-pointer. So we, we gave a, a, you know, a gradual, uh, you know, gradiated scoring for that so we could have a, a really clear winner. So people would understand, you know, moms and dads who come to a judo tournament would see, well, the score is seven to four. I know who won. Instead of two Yukos and a Wazari, you know, they, they, they don't understand that. So this made it easier. I got the idea from uh, U.S. Tennis Association because what they did, they had an urban tennis program for kids, and they, they, they made the rules simple and easy and understandable. And kids, we had thousands of kids here in Kansas City go through that urban tennis program and just had a wonderful time doing it, and they learned tennis, and they had a lot of fun doing it. And they didn't know the traditional scoring of tennis. They just they scored it by points. So I looked at that, and I saw that, and, I, and I, I, the experience from our jiu-jitsu program, you know, with our competitions that John and I held, and I said, well, let's try this. Let's try this set of rules. We'll be right back. You can be too successful. How so? Our latest games have parents suggesting we get endorsements from YouTube celebrities, have professional gamers stream us on Twitch. They point out where we aren't the virtual reality level of Call of Duty. Yet. The point is, our games are so much more, well, game-like than the average educational games that people forget that what you really should be comparing these games to are math worksheets. Yeah, I mean, you can have your kids sit down and do math workbooks for 20 minutes if you can even get them to do that. Or you can let them play Fish Lake, which they'll probably ask you to let them keep playing after 20 minutes. Or you can play yourself. You know you are never going to pick up one of those workbooks again for the rest of your life. Still, do you remember how to reduce fractions to lowest terms, multiply and divide fractions? If not, play Fish Lake before Mia or Connor or Aiden or <laughs> Joe gets home from school and asks for your help with their homework. Really, they aren't that different than the old judo rules, except we use numerical scoring. We still retain the pawn, of course. Um, everything that people who did judo 50 years ago would still certainly be able to do judo and free, or, you know, the rules in freestyle judo. We just added the numerical scoring, which made it simpler for people to understand. And you know, I, I made it a point, and I still make it a point that I didn't invent a new style of judo. These are just the we revamped the rules of judo to make it more uh, friendly 
to the athletes and coaches and parents who want to support judo, certainly at the grassroots level. Well, I think you're right about a lot of things, obviously. One of them, when you were talking about the scoring, I remember I was sitting with some parents from one of the clubs here in Los Angeles, and they're not Japanese, which is an important point here because a lot of judo in L.A. is with the Japanese-American community centers. And they said that they felt that their the referees were biased against their kids because they weren't Japanese. And this mother said to me, look at this. You know, my son had two and that other kid had one and the other kid won. Well, this is back in the day when they had cocas, right? So her son had two cocas and the other kid had one Yuko. But it goes to your point of to the average person sitting up in the stands, which is that parent who's deciding whether or not to take that kid to judo, it, a mm-hmm. lot of the rules are really impenetrable. That's right. And That's right. my husband came to watch Rhonda in the Junior Nationals one year when they were in L.A. He's very rarely seen her compete. He has no interest in judo. You know, he... Um, majored in particle physics for his doctorate, and that's just kind of his thing. But he came and he said he, for for as far as he could tell, like there's one match where Rhonda did get second in the junior nationals when she was 12, and he didn't understand it because she was like tearing this kid up on the mat, but none of that counts, right? Because they're doing mat work and the typical thing, you know, the other girls covering up and hiding, and in the end, Rhonda got a penalty for something, and then she... Uh, lost the match and he said from his point of view watching judo there's two people out there that are kind of grabbing at each other and then at some point the referee awards the match to one of them for no reason that's discernible <laughs> and, and your husband's really a bright guy and, and for him to say that because he's very analytical that's saying something you know, that really is saying something, and that's that's what we wanted to try to erase the idea uh, of you know, like, like you know, what's going on. You know, we we kind of demystify the scoring of the sport of judo. You get points for riding time or in the mat. How how do you score mat work? You say say someone does a turnover or a breakdown, turns somebody off onto the onto the back. You know, say say your opponent's on all fours, elbows and knees. You turn them, uh, turn her over onto her back. You'll get a point for that. That's a one point if it's for for a breakdown or turnover. If you're on the bottom, like uh, fighting from the bottom guard position in Nawaza, and you sweep them over, roll them over, uh, you know, onto their back, it's it's a one point. If you're on top and they're in bottom guard fighting, and you pass their guard successfully, it's one point. So you get points for scoring, you know, what, what never got to be scored before. Just like you mentioned about your husband Dennis, you know, Ronda may have been turning this girl over, but she got no points for it. Well, in freestyle judo, you would get points for it because those are legitimate techniques. They really are very much part of judo, just like even throws are. So uh, why not give scores for those? I never understood that part in judo. For example, if I would be doing mat work and I would have my opponent down and I've you know, got her locked around her head, like in Keskatami, and she's on mm-hmm. her back, but she's holding on for dear life barely to, like, one of my legs. And I've got her immobilized, but because she's, you know, hooked my ankle or something, then that doesn't count. And we could be there for, like, 20 seconds, and the referees get us up, and we could do that five times in a match. So basically, she's right. getting dominated, but then if she knocks me down on my hip one time, she wins the match. Uh, to me, that's just yeah. Bizarre. See, that's that's what we're trying to avoid in the freestyle rules because you would be getting uh, points for ground fighting when someone lays 
flat belly down, you know, hiding down. You know, I always coached my kids to call it chicken judo when they're hiding, trying to avoid action. You're not allowed to kick them then. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. So, so and, you know, and, and for a long time, the judo people would teach that, you know, and then the referee call mate and get you out of trouble. Well, to me, that's passivity. That's, that's, that's you know, ne- you know, negative judo. Yeah, I hate so that. So if, if, if you're on the bottom hiding, you know, the referees, by the way, uh, you know, we allow freestyle judo referees to, to, you know, they don't chat with the, the athletes, but they can talk to the athletes, just like a wrestling referee. You know, get active. The referee will say, get active, Red, get to a base, get, get active, you've got to get active. And if that's, that's the warning to Red, she better get up and start moving, because if she doesn't, she's going to be get, accruing some penalties here, because the next one will be a, you know, a penalty. As you know, I, I was a junior, junior world team coach twice, and, and uh, you know, for the under-20 squad, and Pan Am Games coach, and various things like this. And, you know, and, and, and so, so I saw how weak we were internationally in ground fighting. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I wanted to fix that. I wanted, that's one of the things I wanted to fix. Because, you know, you weren't weak at it because you, you pounded a lot of people in ground fighting. Becky was good at ground fighting. A lot of people were good at ground fighting. But generally, American athletes were known as to being fairly weak. And I, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to offend some people, but it's true. It's true. I was there. I saw that. And, and so I, I want, that's one thing I wanted to fix was the, the poor Nawaza ground fighting skills that our, that our American athletes possessed. And, and another thing that, that I think we, was one of the best things I did in this Several people recommended I do this, and I'm glad I did it. Was uh, you know the IJF has not allowed leg grabs, you know like Morote Gari, Katagaruma, you know you name it, any leg grab technique. Well, we had a simple fix for that. We you know we said well it, we allow leg grabs. You can do all the leg grabs you want, Morote Gari, you whatever, but you've got to start with both hands holding the judo uniform. You know it has to be somehow I have to have both hands on you before I attack you. And, and and so in, instead of just shooting like a wrestler would from a distance, which the IGF was trying to stop, and so they th- I think they threw the baby out with the bathwater with, with that rule. We'll be right back. My parents love me. They want me to be happy and healthy, to learn and be confident. Do you think you could do time tables? Yeah. You do? Because you're very smart? Yeah. Okay. Let's do four times two. The best gift they can give me is an education. With Seven Generation Games, I can play and have fun while I'm learning math and history. Seven Generation Games make games that make you smarter. And you know what? I like being smarter. To get Seven Generation Games, visit sevengenerationgames.com. Okay, I have another question for you that's related to this because you did okay. a very crazy thing, which I'm in favor of because I'm in favor of crazy things. But very <laughs> often people are told, well, you just have to get along. I mean, this is what you have to do if you want to keep doing judo. And if you want to keep teaching judo or coaching judo, you have to go along with this rule. Or you have to go along with this organization. You have to join this. And you and John Saylor both for jujitsu or ju- judo came up with the alternate view of, no, I don't. Who says so? I'll go out and start my own organization. I'll just do it how I want. That's a very unusual take on the situation, but obviously it worked for you. What made you think out of the box, as the common business term is, and say, 
no, I don't. This isn't what I have to do or not do judo. I'll just do it differently. What possessed you to come up with a, you know, not well, A or B, but plan C? Yeah, you know, yeah, some people said it just because I'm a contrarian, but that's not really the case. I probably am a contrarian. That's true there. But really, uh, back in the, the early to mid-90s, uh, when both John and I kind of turned our backs on the mainstream of uh, judo in the United States, uh, which was then USJI, as you well remember, now USA Judo, we just you know forged something we thought would be technically more innovative, yet based on solid foundations of Kodokan Judo and good other things, because you know I have a strong background in Sambo as well. I've always, since 1976, I got in Judo in 65 and Sambo in 76, and, you know, I, I just loved it, and I still do. I, I, I took a lot of Sambo things and added to our judo. John Saylor one time said to me, he said, I think we're like a couple of spoiled teenagers. We're, we're tired of hearing no all the time. No, you can't do that. No, you're not allowed to do that. No, that's not judo. And I think more than once we heard that, and, and you know, people have asked us and, and said to us, you know, you were the, the junior world team coach. You were this and that. You were... Uh, you know, on this executive committee or that, you, you turned your back on it. Well, yes, I was, but I also saw that uh, the, the, the direction Judah was going in those years, and some people say it was fine, uh, I will disagree with them, that uh, it, it was going, uh, I thought it was going in the wrong direction. I, I, you know, I, I'm a club coach at heart. I always have been. I think that's the most important place a coach can be doing his work or her work is in the club with with people who start out right and you start them right they'll end up right so i saw that john saylor saw that we were very good friends we've been very good friends for many many years when he formed his jiu-jitsu organization in in you know the the 90 the 80s and the 90s uh I, I jumped on board totally because he was doing some real innovative creative things in coaching uh we've studied a lot about physical fitness and conditioning john and i even i he and i even did a wrote, co-wrote a book on uh, uh, conditioning for combat sports a number of years ago. It was very successful. So, so we, we wanted to be more creative. And one of them, they always, I was always tried to be a creative, innovative coach, basing everything on solid fundamentals. And and I saw in a lot of our national training camps and a lot of the things that we were seeing, the fundamentals weren't being taught at the club level. Uh, we needed to address that. I was trying to address that. I was, uh, it, it was a very political atmosphere. It was very, very caustic political atmosphere. I, I'm not a very good politician. In fact, I'm a very poor politician. And probably because of that, I said some things to some people. I probably were probably out of place. Uh, and I got fired. They were probably highly warranted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe they were warranted. I, I, I was kind of branded as a, you know, as, as a, a maverick, an outsider, uh, uh, you know, even some people were saying publicly that I was uh, uh, mentally unstable. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I mean, yeah, that, that I was actually off my rocker and crazy. And they were serious about it. And you know, I'm sure they were saying the same thing about John Saylor. But, but uh, you know, we, we persevered. I think what I certainly have proven, and John has too, is that you don't have to be in the mainstream of judo to be in love with judo and to coach judo seriously and to be a serious person in judo, you don't have to be. I'm I'm not I'm not a member of USA Judo. I have, you know, what they do is fine. Let them do their thing, and 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 they're good people. But uh, you know, I, I'm pursuing this through our AAU Judo program. The AAU's been very good to us, the Amateur Athletic Union, in letting us do our freestyle judo and our AAU Judo committee. And my my uh, my YouTube channel. 
I have 16,000 subscribers, and I openly say we do freestyle judo. That's that's the, the basis. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was I was a contrarian. I was was not adept politically. I will be the first to admit that. So I did get fired, and probably with good cause because I, I did tick some people off pretty badly. But that's okay because I, I believe believe I'm doing the right thing, and it, you know, it just proves that that you know that there there are a lot of people out there doing judo that that the mainstream doesn't realize they're doing the uh, the, the USA judo USJA USJF. Um, you know, we're flying under the radar. Well, let me let me interject there for a minute. A couple of things. One is, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like the Gompers Judo program, we will be signing up several more kids in the next few weeks because school starts to get, well, just started again. And the and right. what you said is 100% correct, that the idea of creativity, of being stifled by being told you have to do this, you can't do that. You know, that was probably my last interaction with people in USA Judo when somebody in their national office told me, well, you have to do this. And I said, really? Because I don't think I do. You can come over to my house and watch me not doing it. And <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, of course, you and I, you know, we're, we're preaching to the choir here. To- Thanks for listening to the More Than Ordinary podcast. For more information, please go to our website. 7generationgames.com and that's 7 as in the number 7 generationgames.com If you'd like to learn more about math and history or increase your vocabulary while at the same time having fun you can purchase our games at 7generationgames.com slash buy You can also donate and help a much deserving student And as always Please tell a friend, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes. It's never too late to be more than ordinary.